This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. General Motors reported its earnings for 2023, and it showed improvements despite the UAW strike and continuing losses with its electric and autonomous vehicles. GM brought in $171 billion in revenue, which was up 9.6%. Its earnings before interest and taxes, or EBIT, came to more than $12 billion. It posted a net profit of $10.1 billion, which was up almost 2% from the year before. But its net profit margin was only 5.9%. GM continues to struggle in China, where its income came to $446 million, down a sharp 34%. Even so, GM is fairly bullish on how it will do this year. It boosted its guidance on revenue, profits, cash flow, and earnings per share. And one interesting tidbit from CEO Mary Barra's letter to shareholders is that GM expects to post a variable profit with its EVs in the second half of the year. She also expects total U.S. EV sales to hit 10% market share. And since GM is forecasting that new vehicle sales in the U.S. will top 16 million units, that suggests that Americans will buy about 1.6 million EVs in 2024, up from about 1.1 million last year. Renault is no longer spinning off its EV and software division Ampere. It first said it was going to do an IPO with Ampere in 2022, but it's been delayed several times since then, and now Renault says due to current market conditions, it's not in its best interest at this time to go forward with the process. It doesn't think Ampere will hit its break-even point until 2025, so it will continue to fund the development of the division on its own. Renault claims it's been doing better than it expected and has been able to generate enough money to finance its future, including Ampere. Those future endeavors include reducing EV costs by 40%, developing software and AI solutions, and launching six new EV models, the Senec, Renault 5, Renault 4, Twingo, as well as two additional cars. So far, the legacy automakers aren't making any money on their EV and software divisions, which requires a lot of investment as well. So this could be seen as a good move. But we've also been told by industry experts that the legacy automakers are behind on their EV and software development. And this could slow Ampere down even more. So it doesn't sound like an easy balancing act, but the ones that do it the best will have the best chance for success. And while EV demand is slowing, EVs still represent the fastest growing segment in the market. And because of that growth, ChargePoint says demand for EV chargers is growing faster than they can be installed. Last year, ChargePoint says there was a 53% increase in annual charging sessions across its entire global network. That resulted in over 1 terawatt hours of energy being dispensed, a 70% increase. ChargePoint has 274,000 ports worldwide, and in the third quarter of 2023, it passed 1 million active users globally. ChargePoint says this data shows the need to continue to build out the charging network to keep pace with demand.
Ford's planned EV battery plant in Michigan with Chinese battery maker CATL is drawing more scrutiny from Republican lawmakers. Last September, Representatives Mike Gallagher and Kathy McMorris-Rogers, who chair two committees in the U.S. House, demanded documents from Ford over its partnership with CATL and even threatened to force CEO Jim Farley to testify before Congress. They claim they're concerned that the U.S. tax subsidies will go to Chinese companies and that Ford will become more reliant on Chinese technology. Now Reuters reports the same representatives sent a letter to the Biden administration asking it to investigate four Chinese companies involved in the deal. They claim the companies have ties to the Chinese military, the Chinese Communist Party, the North Korean government, and have alleged human rights abuses in China's Xinjiang region. The companies were not named in the letter because they're not allowed to be made public. In response, Ford says it follows, quote, all government regulations across our business. And it also says the battery plant is wholly owned and operated by the company. And this ordeal indicates to us that EVs are going to be a big part of this year's presidential election. And if this isn't a big enough headache for CATL, the battery maker is also dealing with weaker demand. The company said it expects a net profit in 2023 between $5.9 and $6.3 billion, up 48% from the year before. And while that's incredible growth, it's significantly below the 93% net profit gain it posted in 2022. And not only are its profits slowing, CATL is losing market share in China. Last year, it had 43% of the market, down from 48% in 2022. Meanwhile, BYD and CALB, the number two and three EV battery producers in China, saw their combined market share grow from 30% in 2022 to about 36% last year. Ford revealed the all-new Transit Connect for Europe, and one of the big additions is the model's first-ever plug-in hybrid powertrain. The turbocharged one-and-a-half-liter engine, which pairs to a six-speed automatic transmission, combines with an electric motor to produce around 150 horsepower. Ford doesn't say how big the battery is, but it must be a decent size because it's targeting a range of up to 110 kilometers, or about 68 miles. A two-liter turbo diesel engine that comes in two power outputs is also available. Possible combinations include front-wheel drive, all-wheel drive, a six-speed manual, or a seven-speed automatic transmission. Both long and short wheelbases and two- or five-seat body styles are available as well. And the five-seat version, which Ford calls Combi, has a trick second row that folds up and allows owners to carry around more people or quickly convert into a work van. Ford says orders kick off in the spring and buyers can expect delivery by the summer. And speaking of Ford orders, Ecolab, which makes water hygiene and infection prevention solutions, is buying over a thousand Lightnings and Mach-E's to add to its fleet by the end of next year. Ecolab and Ford already have a pretty strong history. Ecolab has over 10,000 vehicles in its total fleet, 95% of which are Ford's. And over the last 10 years, it's bought more than 31,000 Ford models. Some car dealers are worried that as more EVs hit the road, they'll see fewer repair bills because EVs require less maintenance. 
But Peugeot is testing out a new warranty program for the all-electric E3008 that looks like it's intended to make sure that the dealer gets as much of that repair work as possible. It's offering what it calls Peugeot Allure Care, which covers the electric motor, the charger, powertrain, and the main electrical and mechanical components for up to eight years or 160,000 kilometers, which is roughly 100,000 miles. It already offers that same warranty on the battery pack, but the Peugeot Allure Care coverage is automatically activated for two years or 25,000 kilometers only after each maintenance service is done within the Peugeot network. The company thinks this will help accelerate EV adoption, so it's possible it could spread to other models and other brands. Mazda is officially unveiling the CX-70 crossover in the U.S. market today. It sits on the same platform as the CX-90 and even has the same wheelbase. So it's essentially the two-row version of the three-row CX-90. And by removing the third row of seats, Mazda has greatly increased the luggage space and it's really targeting customers who want to be able to carry around more things. Like the CX-90, this rear-drive CUV is powered by an inline turbocharged six-cylinder engine, or there's an optional plug-in hybrid version as well. We don't have pricing on the CX-70, but the CX-90 starts at about forty dollars while the PHEV is closer to $50,000. And we expect the CX-70 will be priced a little bit lower than that, and we should have those numbers soon. But that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for making AutoLine a part of your day. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Tajin Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. With Tajin Automotive Technologies, we combine world-class composite materials expertise with cutting-edge designs. Because frankly, there are better ways to lightweight vehicles. So lighten up with Tajin Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility.